This is loudspeaker. Get ready to be lit up tonight. Tonight on The Spark, my guest is Catrice Goodard, a transformational teacher, spiritual lecturer, and female leadership coach. This woman brings so much passion and innovation to self-development. You are in for such a treat. Her expertise spans leadership development, holistic health, business strategy, social justice initiatives, and collaborative innovation. So we are just thrilled to have her here. This is the perfect time of year where she can teach us about mindset, growth, wellness, personal resilience, leadership development, strategic thinking. This woman does it all and our interview will light you up and fill you with joy. Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. I have to tell you, Catrice, the first thing that really caught my attention is this expansive lifestyle company. Mm. Tell me about that. So with that, with expansion, the she is actually a part of Shin, and Shin means consciousness in Japanese. I was here in Dragon Herbs here in LA. I would always go there and get all these teas and I just start reading more about it. And when I heard Shin, I was like, consciousness is my jam. That's my message in the world. There's no other conversation for me. You can add my conversation to expand what you're doing in the practical world, but this is the foundation. This is the fundamentals. This is where it's at, in my opinion, my passionate opinion. (laughs) This has to come first. So yeah, so just expansive living, meaning wherever you are in your life, being expansive is being in that inspired space, which means to be imbued by the spirit. So always connecting to the God source, your true nature, no matter where you are in life, you know, nothing, no circumstances matter. You can always be in that expansive mindset. Like we're talking about the mountains, just coming into that presence, you add a level of joy and truth and fun to your life. And to me, that's expansive living. I could do that with $3. I can do it with $3,000, $300,000. I can find the same frequency of that joy. And that's what life is all about. I love that. Tapping into that. I love that. Whether you have $3 or $300,000, you can still experience expansiveness. We think of circumstances. We allow circumstances to dictate our level of joy, our level of freedom. And it's, that is, I don't want to say small. That is when we are in limitation, a level of limitation programs, belief systems, right? And so when you know that you are beyond your circumstances, that you can create beyond that and see beyond that and live in an energetic space that is beyond that, you have a different, you have a better quality of life, a more expansive quality of life. That is so important. I think, yeah. Okay. I'm just thinking about where I, like, I'm talking now a lot about racial justice and speaking a lot to the Black community of this expansive way of living. Because where I grew up, this wasn't a conversation that was being had. And what I've learned through my um, journey is that the way I perceive life is where my liberation lives, is where my joy is. And my quality of life need not be determined by my zip code or the racial injustice, the systems that I was born into. Like all those can still be, but my freedom is within me. And, and so that is when you transcend 
what's happening around you and you can cultivate a quality life for yourself and elevate your life as well. And that's all in your hands. And I think that's really powerful. It's so powerful. I'm getting chills over here. I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm coming out of my skin because, because I, I just resonate so deeply with this and such an important time to have this message coming out. Yeah. And I know this has been your jam and this has been your message, but to really, to bring this to the listeners, it's so essential because I think, especially during this time of COVID, mm-hmm. people have felt powerless. They have felt shut in and felt like that they were victims of their circumstance. And Mm so what you're offering here is a way of actually going within regardless of circumstance and accessing that. So Tell me more about that. I want to even hear more. <laughs> I'm happy to. Like, I love, I love Dive in. For the opportunity to expand with you. It's, you know, and I think about that, like everybody's, okay, so we have COVID and all this fear and it's a challenge to actually um, rise above that. So people are learning and we're sharing tools and things of that nature. But when I look at COVID, I see it in my life as it's not any different from any other limitation. This one may be inflamed, but this is such a good training ground for every aspect of your life. Whenever things show up in our lives that we cannot personally control how our partner acts, if we get fired from a job, what our children do in the world, we can't control those. So when we learn to actually develop our inner self and that inner peace within ourselves, and look through that wider lens and do the self-development like your daily practices, then you start, again, having a better quality of life and showing up in those situations in a more fierce, intentional, and expansive way. So self-empowerment is the jam. Like, how can I be self-empowered even when I'm feeling all these physical and financial limitations in your life? I always think about why I feel so passionate about it is that I had the real one-on-one moment where... I wouldn't say lost everything. I don't really like that term, but that is what happened. Um, So I was like fired from my corporate job before I became an entrepreneur. But, you know, it's all I knew was where I was working there for 11 years. And I come in and I'm fired one day and I'm on unemployment and I'm in litigation for that unemployment for months. And so now I have a welfare card. I'm in an unemployment office. I have a lawyer fighting the case. So I went from a Land Rover $500 coats to like eating rice every day. And that was the, that was a catalyst and such a big invitation for this deeper work. That's when I learned the power of my mind. I learned like my daily practice and going to yoga and getting up running and having a garden. I was like, oh, and I was really quiet with it because it was a new way to approach life, not approaching life through fear or through action, like making a new resume. I was like, I know that this is happening for a reason and I'm moving through it. So I learned to feel liberated and worthy on government assistance. I learned how to move through the unemployment office dignified. I learned how to create a vision while I was going through all these systems. And so I did that for six months and I ended up winning the case. Things started to come through, but that having $13 in your account and sometimes a red bank account at that time, that level of fear and anxiety. And the only thing that was able to help me was for me to know my true self, know that I am not my circumstances. So still knowing my worth, still loving myself, still doing the practices. That was the game changer. That's when I knew that this was my message and purpose is to share that message. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talk about powerful. I love that because you did not let your outside circumstances dictate 
how you saw you and your access to you, to that essential self that goes beyond whatever it is we're facing, whatever difficulty, like I love how you said, it doesn't matter what's in your checkbook or in your bank account. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter the job that you have. I love it. Walking through the welfare office with your head held high. Yes. Yes. In Detroit, Michigan, let's bring it, let's be transparent. (laughs) That's also my jam in a, in a place where there's so much stigma around being on the system about black America is a city that's come from a whole lot of turmoil as well. And so to rise above that, to still know your glory and your beauty, even in through all these systems and narratives or transcending those narratives, that is my birthright. And that is my, I have that power. And that's what we can do as people. We are not to be in fear. Fear is something to feel, to assess, like why is this here? And then to transmute and to move back into the truth of love of divinity, love of God, love of ourselves, love of grace and all this beauty around us. And just remembering that we're taken care of. That's a practice. It's not taught. It is not taught at all. What a different world this would be, right? If that was what we taught in every elementary school, That was just required learning is actually how to be in this world and in ourselves in in that way. Oh my God, this world would be so amazing. For people who are just starting on this journey, Catrice, what is it that they can start practicing? What can they do to begin some of this inward journey? I would say the biggest thing and the most immediate action anyone can take is to be very decisive about the information that they take in. With understanding that everything that you are ingesting is feeding you. It is creating your perceptions in life, your lens in life, how you see yourself, how you see others, what you feel is possible. So when you, and what, like I say, our emotions are our guidance system. So if you are reading something and you are feeling fear, or you're in conversations and they're bringing up fear and you're feeling unworthy or vulnerable, then that's a cue. That's not something that you should be ingesting, right? That you can hear, hear it for what it is and leave it there and move into things that are actually helping you to feel empowered and feel loved and come into a state of peace because those things are in alignment with your truth. And that is what really shifted my life. A lot of people will say, how do you get like this? You got a really expansive point of view or you're feeling very optimistic. And I really thought about it because it's just life. So I'm not really seeing like where I got from A to B all the time. And I realized it's what I'm not plugged in into the narratives of this world. I'm not letting anyone else tell me what is possible or what I should fear, how what's possible in my life or even with COVID. I hear the stats. I see what's going on. I'm being responsible, but I keep my field very clean, very discerning what is coming in. And that instantly helps you to rise within yourself and find a level of peace. Let's just start at peace before we even get to joy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, and and I just want to say that's something I talk to my clients about all the time is this thing of, I say, I I use the analogy of think of yourself as a computer. What do you want to download in that computer today? We want programs that help us thrive. We want programs that help us come alive. We don't want programs that are going to download a virus in us. It's the fear. It's that feeling of dis ease in our bodies and flipping on the news the first thing in the morning or 
watching a horror movie or just some of this social media stuff that only is that virus that we're loading in. And so to really keep your programs clean and to keep this beautiful soul, it's more obviously than a computer, but clean is definitely, I love that. It's being decisive. I love that about what we're putting in to ourselves. I feel it's so subtle too. Like you said about Facebook, it could be something you read on Facebook or a horror movie that you watch with friends, like things that you don't realize are actually like being implanted into your subconscious and over time, definitely creating the perspective from which you move through life. And yeah. Yeah, there there was a time that I did not realize, and this was a joke with my kids. This was about 15 years ago where I Uh realized I could not have butcher knives on the kitchen counter before I went to bed. And- They were teasing me about it. And what I realized is, oh my God, I watched all those slasher movies in junior high. Yes. If you want to think it it doesn't have a residual. It implants you. That is it. It does. It's it's definitely, yeah. What are you being implanted with, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like when I got that connection. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I've subconsciously done this forever. And now it's in my awareness. So I can do something about it. I still don't like knives on the kitchen counter. You're like, I got some awareness here, but okay. So, so I want to dive into, you just said, you mentioned joy. Let's talk about how we bring the joy. Yeah. So with joy, the cultivation of joy, and this is something I share with my clients when they first come on board is having the declaration to make that a priority as if it is your job, right? Like you take a shower daily, like be dedicated to your joy. What lights you up? choosing that, weaving that throughout your day, making that joyful thing, no, what's the word that wants to come in here? Non-negotiable, right? That you don't, you don't let that go to the side. Like people, some people want to work out and they don't work out if they wake up too late, but your joy, that thing that expands you, that inspired thing, whatever that could be music or cooking or taking a walk or calling a certain person every day, I'm doing something that lifts me up. And if I don't, if for some reason, I've not chosen that or I'm not really tuned in. I feel it instantly. And there's no reason. As soon as I hit a level of bored or blah, I know that somewhere I've gotten disconnected from the ease of cultivating my joy. And I can choose that and change that in a minute. And I'm dedicated to that. And that right there, that frequency in itself is a healer. It heals. It raises the frequency. You have more creative ideas and more solutions, even with the mundane things, maybe you did need extra money or somebody to pick up your child somewhere. Like these ideas come to you from that frequency of being open and in your joy, not from the frequency of worry and fear. Yeah. Like those frequencies, what, what it reminds me of is they're like contraction, oh, right? Completely. So it's just like, you could imagine when you're cold and all your blood vessels contract. So the blood's yeah. not flowing the same way. Yeah. But when we're in our joy, it's we are just like bathed in this warmth. And so yeah. everything is full on. It's full go. Yeah. And from that frequency, we can really access this creative piece, that creative frequency that really manifests amazing things in our life. Yes. And that's powerful. And as, as you're speaking, I'm thinking too, that's because we're sharing here, creating a strategy that cultivates that. So what is that eating well and staying hydrated 
movement, right? Meditation, actually doing devouring content that really lights you up. Being on that personal development journey and a lot this year what's been coming in as a message as well that I've been receiving is that the spiritual spirituality or personal development is not for a certain group anymore. We're in the spiritual community or the wellness community. It's needing to be as a mainstay, a fundamental part of mainstream America. And COVID has been the leader to say, this is why you all need this. You all, it's time to restructure from the bottom to the top within yourself and within your outer life. Like it came in that fierce to let everybody know, like whatever is not working, where you're ignoring is now calling for your attention. So we have these huge invitations. If you were never spiritual or you were never into the walking or self-development of meditation, this can now be the very fabric of how we move as a society if we're going to move into a more expansive, benevolent, aware, and awoke society, which I feel like we are. I, I agree. I was one of those rare people as well that it sounds like you were too. When COVID first hit, of course, I had still the awareness of, yes, this could be serious. And yes, mm-hmm. my heart goes out to, of course, anyone that's had to deal with it on a personal level. And there was another part of me that was really aware of how excited I felt because I knew this was coming. I didn't know what it would look like. Yeah. But this this true age of awareness yeah. where because of circumstances, so many people have just been opened. They've just, because we've been shut in and we've had to look at ourselves in different ways than many people ever had. So we see sometimes the two extremes that either people have really suffered with this or people have broken open and their hearts have just busted wide open. People have grown in love and light. Talk about expansion. Yeah, And it's (laughs) exciting because it's also happening at this collective level all over the globe at the same time. And we've never had that in our history. At this point. Yeah. And even people who like, because my family, I know people that died from COVID. Like I've been It's been personal as well and seeing people who may have lost their jobs or having like a harder time in that area. I'm seeing still more community, more generosity and support for people. So it's bringing out that humanity. And it seems like a lot of disasters always do that. And so it's interesting. You don't want it to always take that level of pressure for us to come and unfreeze our humanness as Satguru, somebody that, um, I don't know if you know Satguru. Okay, yeah, he's an amazing mystic yogi. And he talks about our humanity being frozen. And then these things happen and it thaws us out and the heart starts to beat again. Yeah. And isn't that our hope that we truly can thaw, we can thaw out enough that we don't have to use the path of suffering to become enlightened? Yes, yes. Yes. And that's a program in itself. And a lot of that is ancestral for a lot of people that's just being passed down the way that their mothers did and their grandmothers of that suffering program. And we we're in a new age now. We don't have to choose that. We can have some level of contrast, decide what it is, what we want, and then truly align with that thing. Yeah. It's a new day. It, it's a new, it's day, a new and, day. And exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a new paradigm. And I think that's part of what hopefully people that are in the professions that we are, people that are thought leaders and people that are bringing mm-hmm. this consciousness to awareness are really going to help to spread that, yeah. that, that yeah. we really are going to be able to be at that level. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it is that time. I noticed that, like we said, we've been really busy this year. So these are the industries that our mainstays and are really needed right now. So like the wellness and the meditation and personal development and coaching, even tarot and psychics, you're seeing that they are now where 10, 20 years ago, those were the people that were suffering. They, they didn't have outlets. It wasn't considered a needed thing or real or whatever substantial or sustainable. And that is also shifting. And so we're seeing the development of the self and the con- community connections and knowledge is what is needed right now. I love to see the shift, actually. I'm like, this is really powerful because as I started with you, this is my jam. Whenever we have information that people can learn to be self-sufficient and self-empowered and have a good quality of life from within, to me, that's the game changer. That's the biggest gift. What else could you really ask for other than to know thyself and to feel peaceful and loving within? Yeah. Yeah. That's gold to me. (laughs) Yes, I'm feeling you so much. And and I have been in this practice just lately with a woman as my teacher who has been teaching me about if you are feeling any other emotion other than joy, Mm -hmm. there's a block. And that Mm. that we can breathe into whatever that block is. And it's an emotion, right? Yes, it is an emotion. The block is an emotion. The block is not real, quote unquote, real. It's an emotion that's an emotion. Absolutely, yes. And so that we can really transcend whatever that is if you're not feeling joy. Yes. To actually go to that source of pain. So if you're tight in your chest or tight in your throat and Mm -hmm. breathe into it and then just drop it. Yes. That our natural state of being is joy. And so that's what will emerge. That's that's who we are. Exactly. Yes. And even when, if I am choosing to not feel joy, if something like what happened with like the ratio and civil unrest this year, I'm like, I have the perspective of what I consider truth for myself. And then I allow myself to feel it. And I did that for three days and I watched documentaries and I went into the history and I let it get real heavy and I, I cry and I let it go. And then I was ready to go. I was ready to teach and hold and love and connect after I was able to feel that. But I felt safe in doing that because I am aware of the truth. So it wasn't an unconscious. I feel like something's happening that I cannot control. It was me choosing to feel. So if some uh, somebody dies or something like you can be with that grief, grieving and know that energy, but know that you are not that. Like you said, you're having this experience in your body and that's okay too. And then when you're ready to breathe and release it and come back into that true alignment, you can always choose that. But you always want to be conscientious in your life, not just thrown around like a rag doll, unconscious, not aware of your power and what you can choose. And that makes just the biggest difference, especially when you're healing traumas and moving through things. It's, it's important to know that I can choose this in this moment or not. And I wouldn't chronically choose it, but it's a difference. Sometimes I'm like, okay, this is here. It has some medicine. There's some wisdom I'm going to gain from this. And now I'm ready to let it go. So powerful. And I, I think that's really it. I, I think about, and I, Lord knows my listeners have heard this so many times because it's, it's my like go-to poem. It's this poem uh, from Rumi called The Guest House. Mm. And that's really what it speaks to. It's whatever emotion shows up, welcome it. Treat yeah. it as this welcomed yeah. guest. And yeah. it says it, it might be clearing you out for some new delight. Absolutely. So meet it at the door laughing. 
I'm really hearing that, Catrice, and what you're saying. It's like you're being present with whatever shows up and being with it. I mean, fully feeling it. We know that saying that what we resist persists. Absolutely. So when the grief, when the fear, when whatever the feeling is arises, it's not to say, nope, no, nope, not feeling it. Cut, cut. Stop, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. Stop, positive thought. What's happening? (laughs) You know, I mean, then then we're doing some kind of bypass that's going to still leave the energy within us. So in order to transmute that, we have to be willing to step into it and be with it. And I love your example of what you did. I was really curious about how some of those things this year impacted you. Yeah, um, definitely. And I'm not scared of the dark. And I, I think that's the path that we're on as well, where when I first started my spiritual journey, I did, it was about positivity and protection rings and all those things. And those all have places forever, wherever people are on their journey, but I've come to a place of integrating and that I'm no, I'm not scared of the dark or the shadow or whatever energies or entities like moving into this full sovereign space that I am all of all things. And I can transmute anything that to me, is it my full power? If I'm still hiding in a light bubble because you may have the power to do something to me, that's not power. Okay, so this pain and this thing that feels fearful for me is not bigger than me. I have a post on Facebook where I was sharing, I had a dream and I was running from something. I was so scared and it was like a monster or a demon or something chasing me. And in the dream, I stopped running and just turned around and it disappeared. It was not even real. It wasn't there. It was just running off my energy, off my fear that chasing was happening. And as soon as I decided not to be scared anymore and I turned around and that, that there was nothing chasing me, that was... I went, that was like a really powerful dream. And I see that in everyday life where, like you said, it's not a real thing happening. It's just an emotion you're feeling. But sometimes the emotion can make people think that this is their life. This is happening. Something's after them. They're gonna, And really, it's just that emotion that you need to move through your body. So having that awareness in those tools is important. It's powerful. Feminist Hot Dog is back with a new season packed with awesome interviews with icons, artists, innovators, authors, and lots of surprises. Whether you consider yourself a hardcore feminist or you're feeling feminist curious, tune in Wednesday nights at 8 Mountain and get all the information and inspiration you need to live your best feminist life. Listen Wednesdays on Loudspeaker and Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, love yourself and love your buns. Tell us what is your passion right now? I get it, consciousness, and I I get the joy. What else is lighting you up right now and what's ahead? Yeah, so transcendence is what is ahead, what's brewing right now. I mean, that is speaking about bringing consciousness to the social justice conversation and teaching people teaching Black America, any oppressed group. And it feeds, it's a very nuanced conversation because it feeds into white America too. So I'm like, this is what my audience is looking like right now. It is about us actually creating sustainable change. I feel like I know that consciousness is what is the true game changer there. When I think about the initiative that we're putting in place and 
they need to be put in place, like new systems, we're building a new world. This is, we're moving into a benevolent space, absolutely. But until everyone is doing a level of conscious work within, I don't see how you would create sustainable change. So if you're telling somebody like, okay, you need to be more inclusive in your organization and with your employees, that's a level of mental awareness. Oh, okay. I didn't realize I wasn't inclusive. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Maybe there's been some bias here that I'm not aware of because we're all brainwashed by the same huge media and energy and society that we've been born into. And so when I think about the individuals that run organizations or the individuals that run any hate groups or anywhere, it's all about the people. If you're not healing, if within your heart, you're not becoming a more evolved being, then just because someone is pressuring you to make change and this change isn't coming from you as a natural overflow of the beautiful being that you are, we still have a problem. And so we all have to be able to go beyond just someone putting laws in place or taking down statues. We need the people to be better people. When people would come to me when it first started, how can I help you, your company, your people? I'm like, raise your consciousness because unconsciousness is what got us here in the first place. Whenever, whenever you can enslave a group of people and the entire, even the people who's not in on that can hold the field for that level of darkness, then that is within the people that need the healing. And that is where we have to come. And then, so that's one energy for white America, which I consider a construct. And then for Black America, it's the liberation of the self, right? To see all these narratives and the identity that has been given to us. You know, it's not our natural identity. You told us who we are. <laughs> we didn't come to know this. So we have to now reconstruct our narratives, our identity, come into our true nature, knowing that we are beyond stigmas, what we've been through, what our history is, like honoring that, because I'm very proud of who I am, but moving into the energy of knowing that I am beyond this. I am the manifestation of God. Let's get it right here, right? Yes. <laughs> what I'm saying. Call me by my true name. And so <laughs> that's where I am. So in knowing that I can be within myself, a person that feels whole and loving. So I'm not in that separation energy. I can love and hold space. I can be with everyone and represent unity consciousness and still be on the ground to help in the practical ways that I feel like things need to change for my tribe, for my people, for my community, but coming from a place of love and expansive of innovation to move forward. So consciousness is very important on both sides. I, I always say black and white people are the most powerful power couple that we have. Even <laughs> it's been in a toxic relationship, how can we now elevate and know who we truly are and hold that consciousness of unity consciousness and create a world that works for everybody where all individuals are coming to know themselves and know that love within themselves heal yourself that is how you honor me how you help how you contribute how you honor yourself in this planet heal yourself that's what i'm doing now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. big resonance with that and that's my mantra i i can just echo you in that yeah. it's as we heal as we heal and do our own work yeah. and that has to be priority right now. We have to allow ourselves to be priority in our own lives. Yeah. 
And that is one of the least selfish acts we can actually do because as we do that and do this healing work, then we do become, we're the pebble in the pond then. That healing can radiate out from us in these concentric circles that help to heal humanity. Yeah, so powerful. And I feel like in our society, like school, and we just, we came up in a construct that really celebrates a lot of outer achievement. Stephanie, love the person next to you. People are like, that's not going to help us. But actually, it is. Being that at the gas station, being that vibration, teaching that, modeling that, helping people start to feel better within themselves because only hurt people, right? So like if someone's suffering or one time I ate something that had MSG in it and I felt like I had took a drug. It was so because I, I don't eat, you know, I eat pretty clean. And I thought about how I felt on that. I was like, if this is how people feel, right? I see why there's road rage and all this discontent because I felt so horrible in my, but that was like, like 24 hours of a, a super bad choice for me. And I was just like, people don't feel well. That's, they don't love them. So they have so much emotional trauma within themselves that this is what our world has reflected. That's why you would have power over people and all these secrets and all these dark alleys and all that. But now it's time for the light. And so every individual moving into this journey of self-realization and self-development and really being passionate about this. And like I said, us moving that from the back burner of our global world and making that a fundamental part of your humanity here on earth, that is going to be the game changer. I want to be a strong voice and saying that this is real and this is what is needed. And I want to have that conversation before any other, like that, let that be the foundation of whatever we build systemically, like with the systems and other things in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. It's time, sister. Absolutely. It's time. It is time. I am loving this. If you were running for any office in the world, I would vote for you. Everybody, every time I do a podcast, they're like, are you going into politics? I'm like, no. <laughs> but it is your platform. It, it, it's what we need to hear. This is the hope. What you are sharing with us is the hope for humanity. Mm-hmm. And, and it's beyond hope because it's gaining momentum and it's happening. Yeah. And we need people like you speaking it. Mm. I mean, you do. You bring the joy and bring this amazing energy with you. I know you're divinely inspired. I got it. (laughs) Awesome. It's an honor. It is an honor. And I didn't think that my life would, well, we, no one knew what 2020 would bring. I'm a naturopath and I've done business consulting work. I coach transformation work. And now all of a sudden I'm like, I'm talking about race. Like, where did this happen? I was like, what? And who knew that the times would meet and this would open up. And I was, I looked, I was like, oh, this is why I'm here. Oh. Mm, I just, yeah. So this is why I'm here. Good. And I've been so wondering, beautiful. like, I got it, but I, I really got it. This is why I incarnated. Oh. It's being that level of unity consciousness on such a huge topic. When you're talking about race, that's very sensitive and people are uncomfortable. And, it's, and I look back at my life where I have a, a huge community of my sisters are white women as well as black women, but I got a huge group of friends that are all white. And that's where I've been in this industry of consciousness and wellness. And I now see the purpose of it all. The deeper purpose is I don't have a filter on the conversation because this is my real life. 
right? So this is happening. I'm in transparent conversations with my friends in our kitchens and at dinners. Like we're all just very rogue and open and about the healing of this world. And I don't think everyone has that template. You're either on that side or you're on that side. And so being a bridge in an authentic and genuine way where I can just say whatever I want to say to each human being, because I feel like I, I see myself in everybody. And that helps the message transcend, right? There's no, there's nothing I won't say to you that I'm not saying to a group of black women or my family. I, I always yeah. say, keep my phone on all the time. I'm talking to everybody all the time. <laughs> right, that I want to know whatever I said. Like I, I, that transparency is key. And I, that's why it feels so aligned for me to be in this space and such an honor. It humbles me and it scares me sometimes too because I, I didn't plan that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a wellness program. They're like, you're going to write a book about racial justice and consciousness. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Now, now, have you written that book or are you writing um, that book? I am writing that book now. I was on the Shift Network a couple of weeks ago and a publishing house just reached out to me. So I'm working with them now. Yeah. Right on. Yes. I yes. love how that manifestation happened. Yes. I was like, oh, look at that. So yeah, it just came in very gracefully. And so you were in alignment. I'm honored. Yeah. 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 And, and the words are here. Like the information is just coming through. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I love you being that bridge. That's what we need. This bridge of unity consciousness. I love that term. And I want people to just marinate mm. on that term. Just let yeah. it soak in. Oh my goodness, Catrice, we have only just begun and, and we're needing to wrap up. If you want to leave the listeners with a message, an essential message you want to make sure is being conveyed, what would that be? That message would be, I love when I get this question to you. That message would be that you are safe and powerful, that you are loved and that you are true and you're divinely guided. And let those be your, your steam post in life. Don't move from that knowing, stay rooted in the truth of who you are and your divinity. This interview was such a delight. I am hoping that you are all leaving this episode so much more filled with joy. You know, I just think it's so incredible that we actually have the power to create more joy in our own lives, regardless of our life situation, regardless of what's happening in the world right now, that cultivating joy and resilience and peace, this is all an inside job. And Catrice so beautifully guided us into ways that we can start doing this for ourselves. So it begins with our breath. It begins with focusing inward. And as we've talked about so often, it's as we do our own healing, then we're able to become the conduits that help that healing go into the world. As we find our inner joy, then we give other people permission to find theirs. So it's one of the most wonderful gifts that you can give to other people is allowing yourself to find that light within you, to find that joy, to find that healing. And when you do that, then that becomes the gift that you give because you've already experienced it yourself. 
So that's what I want to encourage all of you in this beautiful holiday season, regardless again of what's happening in our world, you can still create that, that whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever that spirit is for you, allow yourself to ignite that in your life and really celebrate this season of joy and light and love. The show is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional and should not be considered medical advice. If you're having a mental or physical health crisis, please seek treatment immediately. Thanks again for listening. This has been The Spark, igniting your best life. I'm Stephanie James. This is Loudspeaker.